Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Hi there, welcome along Monday morning. Uh, I've got to uh, say straight away, straight off the bat, mm. as I think they say in <laughs> yeah. broadcasting terms. Uh, I, I didn't get to sleep until about half five this morning, Sam, I don't know why. I wasn't uh, drunk. Or yeah. drinking, or or taking any kind of powders, hot or anything like Were that. You hot? wasn't I wasn't exceptionally hot. Well, no more than I normally am. Hey, hey ladies, you're neither hot uh, nor cold. You're of a decent, temp- was, moderate I, temperature. The, the, my mind was just racing, and I couldn't switch it off. I've got a couple of things going on. I'm not going to talk about them on here. One good, one not so good. Right, that was occupying me a bit. But fucking hell, R five logistical that's, that's, quandaries. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Yeah, but you know more so, could be revealed a bit later on. Just about just, them, just goes to show, uh, listeners, that you know, however, you, you, a lot of people compare themselves to others, and that's a source of big anxiety, mm. right? In mm. life, we all do it. I mean, anyway, uh, even a man like Andy Dawson, yeah. renowned as Britain's, if not Europe's, top logistical expert. Right, one mm-hmm. of the real major names in logistics. Right, you think Definitely. he's completely unruffled. Right, he cannot mm-hmm. be ruffled. When you're Can't facing challenges, when you're facing challenges in your life, and perhaps that's affecting your sleep patterns or your mood, uh, sometimes you'll look around and you'll think, "Why is this happening to me? Why am I the one who all this shit befalls? Why am mm. I weak? Why am I bad?" Look. Even the Dawsons of this world occasionally get ruffled, right? Even with his level of logistical insight very and capability. Very occasionally. <laughs> yeah. but there you go. I passed right through night time. Dawn began to break at about 3.30. The birds began to sing. That didn't fucking help oh, that's at horrible. all. That is horrible. It was, I the was birds are fucking away. singing at the moment. I don't know about around your way, but... Round mine, they're fucking having a sing-song, like, a lot. They start earlier. Yeah. They're louder. Yeah. They've got a bunch well, of the themselves. north ones. Are you trying to say your south birds are louder no, than my No, louder north ones? than usual. All oh, right, okay. I'm not saying Sorry. they're cockney cock sparrows. <laughs> oi, oi. Not around my way. That would be more like East London, South London, yeah. stuff like that. You get quite a lot of cock sparrows. I yeah. have quite a lot of well to do, well spoken birds in I my bet area. You do, yeah. <laughs> 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 Social mobility around your way in the it's, trees. It's, it's mainly um, it's it's mainly nightingales in my oh, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's fucking hard. And I've had bad situations in my life where the anxiety's got a grip, and I haven't slept. And it's just the worst because. Well, I'm not going to talk it up to you because this is not what's affecting you. You've just had a bad night. But I know there'll be listeners who've experienced this when you're in the grip of anxiety. And I've had. I remember once long time ago I think it was 2011 
and I was literally researching how long can a man, how long can a, a man, or a, a woman, a standard man. The, the, the gender is not relevant, I don't think. Who knows? Did but you mean if, man as in mankind? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Right. How long can a standard-sized male human Brit? A fully pubic adult male. <laughs> British, but with some Irish heritage, survive without sleep, right? Because I was like, well, I'll... Oh, this is weird. I, I think I got to like, it was only, I panicked after two nights because that was very mm. unusual. I've usually been a good sleeper. And I was like, fucking hell. Um, but my my brother, who's much a lot madder than me, not Cass, but another one, I was I was working in the same office as him and I went, oh, I haven't slept for two nights. I don't know. And he looked at me like I was me. He went, what, two fucking nights? He went, Jesus Christ, that's child's play, mate. He goes, I sleep about... He goes, I sleep about one night in seven, generally speaking. <laughs> I said, really? I said, I was wondering how long, and before the question could even get out of my mouth, he said something like, yeah, eight days. And I went, what? He goes, I know what you're going to ask. How long can you can you go without sleep before dying? It's eight days. I've checked it out. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know. I think I know what might have caused it partially. Um at 7pm last night, there was a live thing on YouTube and it was a talk-in with uh, Peter Reid and Kevin Phillips, who uh, are two of my biggest wow. heroes. That's great. It was it was great. It went on for about an hour. If you want to check it out, it's on Foundation of Light YouTube channel. Yeah. And it's just called Kevin, Kevin Phillips, Peter Reid. I watched that and then I went down a wormhole of a YouTube wormhole of season review videos of Sunderland's some of our greatest seasons. From the golden years. From the golden years when Kevin Phillips was there. And I stopped watching that at about 12.30. And I think I might have just been so excited. The adrenaline yeah. must have just been pumping from that. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't get asleep. Sometimes it's that. I mean, sometimes it's anxiety, like worry can keep you awake, but sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes, you know... I've had like great days, like let's say great days at work or something like that. And so you go to bed feeling, you go to bed late, exhausted, yeah. but so hyped up and invigorated that despite your physical yeah. exhaustion, your mind's like, no way, mate, you ain't fucking yeah. going anywhere. That, I think that could well be it because I finished, like I said, just after midnight, half 12, at the end of the 105 point promotion season of 1999. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there ain't no coming down from that. No, it's very fucking tough, yeah. You, yeah, you have stimulated like yourself, mate. It's like my mum used to say to me on Toy Day. You know, Toy mm. Day, like last the day of term, term bringing your own yeah. toys. Yeah. And uh, I was telling my kids about this the other day. I said, on Toy Day... Do they not have Toy Day? I don't know. They don't... If they I'm do, they don't, they don't call it Toy Day. <laughs> they haven't been to school for so long, I don't know. I know, I've just forgotten. <laughs> but hell. I think at primary school, at the primary school that my kids go to, one still goes to, it's sort of like, it's so chilled. Sometimes it's almost like how you imagine schools in Scandinavia to be. Yeah. It's all like, hey, one guys. Of those, one of those come schools on. used to be in BBC Two documentaries. Hey, school maths, let's have a disco today. Does anyone here like Sly and the Family Stone? <laughs> 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 let's have a smoke and a pancake. Uh, no, it's a brilliant school. It is the best school I've ever had dealings with. But what they don't have is um, they do not have Toy Day. <laughs> right? <laughs> Every day is Toy Day. Toy Day, my mum, I always remember my mum would drop me off at the school. like, And then she'd go, mm. and as I ran off, she'd go, wait, wait. And I'd turn around, she'd go, Sam. I'd go, what? 
and I'd have to come back to her clutching whatever fucking toy it was I was taking in, me action force <laughs> figures or something, and she'd go, remember to breathe, you're going to make yourself sick. Oh. Because the excitement of Toy Day, it was like the number one day every year. Oh, man. Every year it's the number one day. And, you know, me, I'm an excitable character. And she'd be like, you are going to make yourself be sick. Oh, heart melting easy. across the nation right yeah. now. Right. And that is that was Toy Day for young Delaney. And um, that I think last night, with you going down that Sunderland wormhole, I think that was you... That was your toy day, <laughs> adult toy day. I think that's what it was. I think that's exactly what it was. I, and I needed it. I definitely needed it. And mm. I don't mind taking a hit of having like three and a half hours sleep. I'll have yeah. a little nap later on after yeah, we've done exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the other thing. When you're struggling like that, if you've not got anything on the next day, you just have to think, well, you know, fuck it. I can catch up on well, this, no problem. Well, I, I have. I know this will bother you slightly, but I've got a round of golf book this afternoon. Oh, well. Well, at least that's, that's relaxing. That's, that's like seven miles walking around, so that should knacker me out for tonight. Yeah. Oh, It'll yeah. be all right. Uh, That's the other thing. You need, like, so Saturday night, welcome to our sleep episode. There probably are loads of sleep podcasts because it's an obsession, isn't it? It's like. But it's our podcast, everything. We touch on yeah. everything eventually. So we, uh, I am, um, on Saturday night, I had a bad incident. Uh, I, I got off to sleep. It was quite humid. And anyway, I woke up couple of hours in like maybe one two o'clock in the morning and mm. i went for a piss and usually i would reach for my phone and use the light of the phone to guide me through the darkness mm-hmm. but i did that kind of patting my hand around thing on the bedside table and just mm-hmm. made it was start and couldn't couldn't locate the phone and i was half asleep anyway and you know you do that thing where you sort of think i wonder if i can get for a piss and back without fully allowing myself to wake up to, to wake right. up yeah yeah so you have to I, sit down for that though i thought i'll try that so i walked in in pitch black bumped into a couple of things um terrifying because my daughter and my wife i mean if you disturb them at all in the night they'll have mm. the ump with you the whole day the next day Right, double trouble, and uh, so bitch him. So anyway, I was doing all right, and then I started weeing, mate. And well, this isn't pleasant, but a lot of fellas listening all know this situation. It was one of these ones where the piss did not come out in a in a in a stream that was straight and true. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't straight and true. It suddenly did one of those things. Where you, your willy goes, <laughs> time for a few fun and games, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're getting complacent yeah. about your pissing. Well, what's this? When you're least expecting it, you're gonna do some <laughs> trick pissing, right? And that woke me up. Stunt pissing. Yeah, have a fucking look at this evil can evil style pissing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Suddenly, there's piss everywhere. Right. Oh man. Including down my pajama leg. Right. Oh no! Disaster. So you've wet uh, the bed. Well, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Well, I wet. I was standing up in the toilet. So then, after that, the night, after you that, you're, you're wide awake, right? Because yeah. suddenly there's a bit of piss on the floor. You're having to like clean that up, right? So the lights come on, right? I've had to. Then I've come back into the bedroom, and I've had to take off the, the piss trousers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and I've had to, and I've thought, fucking hell, I better find some other pajama trousers because I cannot, no matter how hot it is, I cannot sleep nude, mate. I won't do it. I don't like no. it. 
You know, I'm always ready for action in the night. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm well, half yeah. listening out the noise. I've got a Terminator there. Yeah. If I have to go into yeah. action, I can't have my meat yeah. and two veg dangling about. It makes me vulnerable. Yeah. Well, so, I, 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 I sleep with my pants. I can't sleep nude because I've got kids, and if there's an emergency with the kids, exactly, exactly. You know, they if one of them starts throwing up or something, it doesn't happen now because they're older. But yeah. exactly, no one needs to see no that. No one needs to see so, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's another another reason why I won't sleep nude. So anyway, I'm. I'm then feeling around in the cupboard for another pair of pyjama trousers, or to be honest, anything. Even if I just anything. found some old running shorts or whatever, at that stage I was that desperate, mate. I'd have stuck mm. anything on. But it was pitch black, and there was no way I could switch the light on for that. Like My wife would go, like, no. what the fuck's going on? And if I imagine my excuse was, sorry, I've pissed myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So in the end, I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to have to go back to sleep like this. Well, by that stage, I was fucking wide awake, wasn't I? And when I finally did get back to sleep after ages and ages plus I'd finished my book which made everything even worse so I didn't have a book to read so then I like when I did get back to sleep it was a disturbed sleep because you know I knew that I was vulnerable from the waist down I could not sleep properly I could not sleep deeply or calmly knowing Mm. that I was unprotected from the waist down and so then Mm. I woke up again about five anyway long and short of it Yesterday, I had the raging hump. I was I was basically sad. I was a bit grumpy, bit sad, kind of wanted a cuddle, but at the same time, yeah. rejected all affection. Do you know what I mean? Just uh, like a grumpy... Yeah. Just, what just what you might between. call a grumpy pumpkin, mate. And that is oh. the effect that lack of sleep can have on you. But luckily, nowadays, I've got the insight to go, the reason you're feeling so cunty is because you're mm-hmm. tired. But then you go mm. to bed the next night, and this will be you tonight. And you're shitting mm. it because you think, yeah, exactly. if I don't get yeah. a fucking proper night's sleep, I'm in trouble here. Fucking performance anxiety, isn't it? So last night isn't I it? stayed yeah. up reading a new book, which is John Niven's new book, by the way, which is brilliant, right? I started reading... Sweary? Yeah, it's it's not as sweary as, as, as a lot of his books. It's a little bit more serious. It's a, it's a bleak glimpse into the near future in America oh, post a second <laughs> Trump term. And it's, it's pretty depressing. But also brilliant. But I, I say that and I read, I think I read about 35% of the book from the beginning. And it was partly because the book was brilliant. But it was also because I was like bricking it. I was thinking, if I don't fucking fall asleep within the first two minutes of shutting my eyes, then it's going to be a long, hard night ahead. Yeah. Luckily, I got there. Yeah, you can't you can't think like that, can you, though? Do you know what I mean? You've got to try and it's put not... it out of your mind. Yeah. Well, anyway. I wish you all the best of luck getting through today and tonight, mate. I, I, I think I'll be all right. I think the, the biggest fear I've got is hallucinating or passing out during actual golf as a result of exhaustion. Mm. Dropping dropping dead. Well, like it's, there are worse ways to go, mate. I suppose so. You know, I'm not a golf I'll, fan, I'll but it's a, a hobby that you enjoy. You'll be with a mate, right? Yeah. And he will... I don't think he's coming today. I think I'm on my own today. Oh, no. Well, that's pretty sad. But there'll be other <laughs> so golfers who'll come to your aid. Wait, isn't uh, that Andy Dawson? Probably... Isn't that Andy Dawson over there dying in that bunker? Come on, lads. Let's go and give him the send-off that he deserves. <laughs> let's let's cradle him in our arms. I'll get a plaque in the clubhouse. That'll be good. I mean, it's wow. only been the third time I've played in 20 years almost, but I'll get a plaque. Yeah. <clears throat> a commemorative plaque in the clubhouse, and I can't ask for more than that. When but, my, um, you when, know, I must have said this before. When my brother Cass went through a spate of being constantly in A and E because of drunken, I'm going to say a spate of golf, drunken horseplay. 
and I, we joke and said that the hospital, Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, were going to open a, a new A and E wing called the Casper Delaney wing because he was in and out of there so much. <laughs> but one of my favourite ones was he was with his mate. <laughs> he had this. He's got this funny mate called Nick, and they they came out of Lords having been watching the cricket, and they were obviously paralytic. As by the way, everyone who ever watches goes to watch cricket is. I mean, there's never, yeah. no one's ever come away from cricket sober, right? Yeah, um, horse racing. Yeah, it's just a, it's just legitimised fucking like binge drinking those things, man. More than football because football people go all the time, and so yeah, plus you know, you're, you're not you're, allowed you're, to drink during the game. You've got you're you've not got allowed to drink during period. the game, and also you know if you if you season to get older, which most people at a lot of clubs are. You're not. I mean, obviously, when we were younger, maybe you would ninety percent of matches get pretty battered, right? That ninety-eight, ninety-nine season, looking back, shit-faced the whole time. Yeah. yeah, I've had seasons when I was younger, but on the whole, that's a, that's not the majority of people, right? That's like a, usually mm. the youngsters, right? So you're not like going it fucking week in, week out, getting fucking battered doesn't happen. But you know, half the people at the cricket or the racing. Um, they're people who've just gone because they think, wouldn't it be great to go somewhere where I wouldn't be judged for just starting on the piss at 11am <laughs> and not stopping all day? See also <laughs> airports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also trains. Yeah. <laughs> but Remember like, them. Um, yeah, so he came out, he ran across the street and he was dying for a piss. So he saw a, a side street that he liked the look of. Every man's got an instinct for a piss-worthy side street, haven't they? Yeah. And he's seen it. He thought, I like the look of that. But he's had to hurdle a short wall of about a foot, two foot high, something like that. And because he was sufficiently pissed to think he was a bit like Superman and could, like, hurdle it, you know, hurdle it like (laughs) Carl Lewis. (laughs) Superman or Colin Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone for the old Colin Jackson, despite the fact that he's quite a big lad, right? And... um, (laughs) It's a it's a shit it's a trick wall. On the other side, it's not oh, two foot. No. It's like a fucking four five foot or more. Oh fucking! So hell. he's fallen and he's stuck his arm out and he's broken his arm. Right. Oh. But he's pissed enough for it not to be as painful as it should be. But he knows he can't mm. get up. So his mate also pissed, but a bit of a piglet character, shall we say? If you're familiar with the character Piglet from Winnie the Pooh, who's this fucking pig who shits himself about everything, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. He, he's fucking running around. He's running around going, oh, Cass, where are you? I can't see you, Cass. Where are you? And eventually he's, he's heard these moans. Oh, right? He's looked over this wall and he's seen my brother sprawled out with a broken arm on the other side. Oh, my God. And he's been so shocked. He's clambered over. He's a big lad as well. He's managed to clamber over and, like, you know, fucking cat-handedly lower himself down the other side of the wall. And then he said, Cass, call an ambulance. I called an ambulance, Cass. They said, I'll be as quick as you can. And Cass was sort of like, yeah, whatever. He was really pissed. Plus, he's used to breaking things, you know, whilst... Yeah. whilst drunk. Just standard deal like, for yeah, him. Yeah, another broken arm. Good. Right. <laughs> I've got a loyalty card. Next time I go in, they'll give me a free one. Right? <laughs> just loyalty card. And he goes... Uh, and so, but the bloke, this his mate Nick, freaked out so badly. <laughs> the cast suddenly said, "Next thing I know, he was cradling me in his arms." <laughs> <laughs> 
And he, was, he thought he was in a war film. Right, bear, bear in mind, this is like early evening, late afternoon in the summer. It's bright. There's people around, right? 6.20 By the old St. John's Wood, right? One of the, 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 the city's most, you know, beautiful, leafy, well-to-do areas. And he's like, they're acting like they're in the fucking Somme or something like that. And he's like cradling my brother. And my brother swears blind that he started to weep. Not him, <laughs> his mate. <laughs> Don't you dare die on me, Cass. Don't you dare. Hey, two look at me. Two little boys had yeah. two little toys. You look at me. You look at me. And say after me, you're not going to die. Yeah, I know I'm not going to die, mate. I've just broken my arm. It's normal. I've been to the cricket, haven't I? My wife would be worried if I didn't come back with something broken. <laughs> my God, you're so cold. You're drifting. You're drifting from me. Don't. Stay away from the light. Come to me. Don't go to us. the light, God damn you. <laughs> 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 oh god and now the bloke always denies it yeah of he course cried. he does he's going yeah, he, fucking, he fucking cried jalapeño Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Um, once I, I thought my dad was dying um, years ago, like about fifteen years ago at least, maybe more, maybe more like twenty. And he, yeah, so he wasn't. He was only in his fifties or something like that, maybe early sixties. Anyway, he got this. I mean, it's quite horrible actually. It's a bit like what's going on at the moment. He he's got really bad chest. My dad, right? He told mm. me the other day that he had thirty percent like lung capacity. He said it like a boast. It was sort of like a kind of a, <laughs> don't talk to me about COVID. I've got 30% lung capacity and I've had a double bypass. If I get a fucking hint of it, that's me, dead. Right? He sort of rebels in saying that, right? I don't know why. Yeah. Just like, what? What, you got a problem with that? Got a problem with me dying, have you? You puff. <laughs> right? how, li- how little lung capacity can you get by on your twat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You bring 30. <laughs> a bit like that. <laughs> you with your 100% fucking lungs, you baby. Right. Let's stay here. <laughs> right, and he... I can still beat you in a 60-yard dash. <laughs> Come on, as they call let's it. do it now. I'll race you around the fucking block. I'll do it in my, in my work shoes as well. Not those soppy fucking training shoes you paid 100 quid for. <laughs> right, but he... um. He got some sort of bad chest infection, right? And I had, and he called me up, and I had to take him to hospital. And it was really, it was, it was fucking scary, right? Because it was like he couldn't breathe. He was like Darth Vader when they take the mask off at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's like, right? It was, it was horrible. And um, I was, I don't mind admitting, I was probably early twenties. I was, I was shitting it, right? I was Mm. shitting myself because it was scary to watch. And 
I took him to this hospital and they hooked him up to some sort of ventilator and then they went off and he had this mask on and he just seemed to be breathing quite badly and he suddenly looked a lot older than I'd ever seen him look before, mm. right? Um, and, it, you know, and so I hadn't thought of my dad as an old man before, but I remember I did that night. And anyway, I mean, I suppose this isn't funny or strange unless you really know my dad and my relationship with him. But I got so <laughs> freaked out. I got so I was panicking. I don't know where my older brothers were. I sort of really wanted them to be, but I think they might have all been out of town working all at once or something. So it was left to me, fucking dick face, right? And I'm like, oh fucking hell, I think I'm losing him. And I, I, so what I did was I took his hand in my hand and I held it. Right? That's what you do. Yeah, I think it's like it's something I'd seen I've in seen films. It in the films, it's something that I guess some people do. Not in my family. Not really that, you know. And he like, and I remember he'd looked really weak until that point. But as soon as I did that, he became more animated. He sort of sat up. Looked and did a sort of almost Laurel and Hardy style double take, and then just started laughing at me. But like, <laughs> not in a way that he thought this will cheer him up or relax him. He was laughing at me spitefully, like, "Yeah, what's the, yeah. what's the matter with you, you punts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the matter? Worried I'm gonna die or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, perhaps I will, and then the joke will be on you, won't it, dickhead? The last thing you'll remember he is said, me laughing at he you. He said something like, <laughs> As I slipped away. What are you doing? Right, but in this sort of really piss-taking way, like, what are you doing? And I went, oh, I don't know, for I know your end. I felt like a right knob. And he went, why? And I went, I don't know, just thought I'd be comforting you. And he went, comforting me? I don't need comforting. And I, and like, drugs. I was like, oh, all right. And I just like dropped his hand. And then we just sat in silence uh, until the doctor came. I mean, I must stress, although it seemed dramatic to me, there was never any indication from the doctors or him or anyone else that he was in any kind of life-threatening danger. No. He had he had bad asthma and he, he mm. seemed to have an infection, but they were like unconcerned. But I had, I had panicked. You were I, not a medical professional. You hadn't I seen was, something like this before. I it was, was meat and drink. I didn't them. go like full Casper's mate Nick and start mm. fucking, <laughs> fucking crying, right? But who knows? I might have done had it dragged on any longer. <laughs> if your dad hadn't done the right thing and intervened, hey, yeah, my dad had <laughs> done the right off thing at the source and cunted yeah. me off, <laughs> nice and quick. <laughs> Son, I can see you're about to embarrass yourself badly. And I'm concerned that we may never bounce back from this moment unless I intervene immediately. Could you write off? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, I did me, uh, me first 11 for you. Oh, great. I haven't Remember done mine yet. Let's see Friday, yours. we asked for the first 11, basically, first 11 people you can think of. Mm, we've had some great <laughs> Put ones. Put into a team. We have. We'll go through some in a minute. I've done mine. Uh, just did it this morning off the top of me sleep addled head. Uh, in goal, Linda Gray yeah. from Dallas. So, Ellen. Uh, back for Terry Yorath, uh, the man from Del Monte, as full-backs, uh, centre-backs, Eartha Kitt and Simon Anderson, my brother's mate. Uh, midfield, we've got Lionel Blair, Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons, Acker Bilk and Mrs Lofthouse, my old French oh. teacher. Um, and then up front, Chris Sutton. I was as surprised yeah, as anybody surprise about Chris Sutton's for the lad Sutton. c- coming to mind. 
Chris Sutton and alongside him, Ben from Bill and Ben. So that's mm. like a classic big yeah. man, little man. He'd, he'd pick up the scraps off of Slappin's knockdowns, wouldn't he? he? He would. He would. He'd knock them down. And I think that's probably Quinn and Phillips looming in imagination. <laughs> yeah. So there we are. No substitutes, just the first 11. Uh, we've had some good ones that have come in. Lisa Red. She's done a top of the head 11, but she hasn't put them in team formation because she listed her goalkeeper 10th. Well, that's all right. Here we go. Bernard Cribbins, David Byrne, Sheila Gilby, hmm. uh, Alistair Sim, Keith Barron, Enid Blyton, Clive Owen, Norman Whiteside, uh, Captain Birdseye, and then she said my mum in goal, obviously, hmm. whatever, and Pat Coombs. So I don't know what Pat formation Coombs. they'd line up in. You can use your imagination there. That's weird that they mentioned. Who is it they mentioned? Um, who's it in that team? Uh... Cribbins, Byrne, Gilby, Sim, Barron, Blighton, Owen, Blighton. Whiteside. We've had two. Blighton. While you're talking, I'm I'm going through some of our emails, and two Cosmos things happened, and they were both from a regular correspondent to the show and longtime yeah. canter Stuart Ives, who's in our Australian, right. Uh, right. the Australian division or whatever you want to call it, and he sent two emails in, in this morning. The first right. one is titled "Enid Blighton Bollocked Kids." Right? Fucking hell. And it's a story about Enid Blyton living next door to his dad in High Wycombe when he was a kid. Well, I'll tell you it. Wow. Hi again, Sam and Andy. Uh, and results, but I presume he's back with the football. Don't know. Haven't heard much from him. Although, if you saw our newsletter, oh, shit, he did yeah. model a T-shirt. We should do that. <laughs> Football's back, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's, we've got to we do that do today. We do football predictions. All right, we'll do that in a minute. I couldn't share. I couldn't not share with you a story from my granddad's childhood. So it's granddad. I'm Australian, but he grew up in High Wycombe, across the street from uh, beloved children's author Enid Blyton. She hated children. I've heard that about Roald Dahl as well, by the way. I thought she, she hated him <laughs> specifically. Um, him. If there was any noise on the road near her cottage, she'd come out, shout, and chase them away. One famous story is my granddad's <laughs> mate got his fuck off, fuck off, cunts. <laughs> you little <laughs> shitheads! <laughs> you, you little fucking, I've, you fucking virgins! <laughs> I'm trying to write a fucking book for you, you little twats. <laughs> <laughs> trying to fucking knock out another secret seven book here. Bestseller. Phoning it in, aren't I? <laughs> One famous story was my granddad's mate got his kite stuck in her yard, but was bollocked the very second he even looked like going to retrieve it. Don't you fucking think? I'm even looking at that kite. <laughs> Check your fucking law. That now is my property, and you're never getting it back. Right. <laughs> so that's weird. That's cosmosy, right? Definitely. Um, but but more, even more cosmosy, right? That he sent that this morning at ten twenty-six. Okay, not long before we start recording this pod at five thirty-four a.m. What time did you say you got to sleep today? <gasps> It was probably about 5.34am, I reckon. Right. As close as you'll get. Do you know yeah. what the title of his 5.34 email was? Fucking tell me, mate. Get into sleep. Oh! Right, it says, Hi, Sam. Fuck! Hi, Sam, and in results, bot. First sentence is this. I have a mild issue getting to sleep. Jesus. Stuart Ives, you are in league with the cosmos. Whoa, this is from the other side of the fucking yeah, planet. Yes, so it's not 5.34 when he sent it. It was some other stupid Australian tea time. time. Some, some Australian time, time that we don't fucking even know here. 
A what? Are you doing the voice? A quarter past fuck off. <laughs> um, I have a mild issue getting to sleep. Half past neighbour's time. I make myself tired. That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? I make myself tired. Yeah, I used to do that to get to sleep when I was a kid. When I was an adolescent, no. I make myself tired watching YouTube videos with my wireless headphones on. And when I find myself drifting off, I take them off and try and quickly get to sleep. Quick sleep! Go! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, issue I've done is. That with reading before, yeah. Issue my ears ring. So sometimes all I can notice is the dull, constant ring. But in the Australian winter, it's now too cold for the usual industrial fan or aircon white noise. What do you suggest? Okay. <laughs> Well, he sent that in for it's tomorrow, life for Life Logistics, one, but I've read it yeah. out now. We'll give you some advice tomorrow, although we've already covered sleep quite extensively. But it, that is mad, mate. Stuart Ives That's has ridiculous. sent two emails, and both yeah. those subjects you brought up, not me. And I'm the one with eyes on the emails. Uh, I got. I mean, I had me, me alerts on, and somebody had sent a message on Instagram at 5.16am, and I remember that going off, and I was still awake. So I was definitely awake, 5.16, So weird. So 5.34, I reckon it'll have been probably knockout time. Yeah. He's reading your mind. I mean... Fuck. And there was a lot of... Aus, um, uh, there was a lot of Australian Cosmos shit going on over the weekend as well. Did you read the tweet that someone said... I know you're not on Twitter anymore, but I think it went to our Top Flight Time Machine account about someone in Australia, uh, a canter, and mm. he was serving in a shop... Oh, yeah. And a geezer comes up and he goes, sorry, mate, I'm just listening yeah. to a podcast. And he goes, oh, yeah, what are you listening to? He goes, ah, oh, some daft English thing called a uh, couple of a fucking pommy pods. <laughs> a couple of pommy pricks. Uh, top flight time machine. And the guy goes to him, oh, yeah, UIFS? And he says his face nearly <laughs> melted off. And I'm like, that is super weird in fucking Australia. I love that so much. So weird, right? Yeah. That's our reach, though, isn't it? Global. Global reach. The wi- Global a, Rich Industries remember, is the new production the weirdest of one ever of that sort of thing when canters meet in the wild, right? Was that yeah. one where someone's wife was having a baby? Yeah, and he was about to wheel her into the delivery room and he, and he went, here we go, here we go, this <laughs> is it. And someone in the next cubicle, what did they say? I can't remember what it was. It was Something like, you fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Or maybe yeah. Welcome to Hell. That would have been more appropriate in those it was circumstances. One of, the, one of the catchphrases, but yeah, fantastic. More of them, please. Fucking Cosmos. weird, right? Shall we do these predictions then? Just do it, mate. Before we go, um, I'll just do the first five matches that are coming up because I'm not bothering with random shit because they're just all the time, these matches. Uh, mm. Aston Villa versus Sheffield United, Wednesday, 6 pm. I'm going to go 1 1. A low key comeback. Yeah. I can see that being a draw. I'm going to go 1-0 Villa, though, because I never like to back United, Sheffield United. You're also going with result spot there, who said 1-0. Just activated the fucker again. Uh, Following on 8.15 Wednesday evening, Manchester City versus Arsenal. Oh, this feels good, doesn't it? This feels good. Football's coming back. Go on, Man City, Arsenal. Man City, Arsenal. I'm going to go 2-0 Man City. Oh, that's what I've just written down for myself as well. 2-0 Man City, rather. Norwich versus Southampton. This is Friday, Norwich, Southampton. Thursday, there's no football on for some reason. Stupid. Are they just having a day off to see if it works or what? Um, There we are. Norwich, Southampton. I'll go first. I think Norwich are going to do this 2-1. 
Funny you should say that. I fancied Norwich to win this. Um, so I'll say... Right. I'll say... 2-0 Norwich. Just say, say what you believe. Mm. doesn't matter. Same as me or not. Um, Spurs versus Manchester United. Oh, what a game. Um, it's always a good game, that. Is that me? 2-2. I, I'm going to say 3-2. It could have been you. It could have been me. 3-2 uh, to Spurs. Oh, exciting. And then the last one is Saturday lunchtime. Watford versus Leicester. I'll let you go first this time. Watford, Leicester. Um, Watford, nil. Leicester, two. I think this is going to be 2-1 to Leicester. There's apparently there's been a freakish number of away wins in the Bundesliga since this all got going again with wow. home fans present. And we haven't really predicted any away wins there apart from that last one, so we'll see. I should have should have bore that in mind when I started predicting. But, uh, yeah. There well, we go. We're, we're, just like the players, we're going to have to slowly reacclimatise to predict. We've got to shake off the cobwebs ourselves. Yeah. You'll have noticed yeah. I didn't do any high press predicting there because I don't no, have that it's, sharpness. It's almost like you haven't done any kind of build-up back in, or you haven't done any friendly I'm, predicting. Yeah, I've done like a that. little bit, but not as much as oh, I should have, have done. I got complacent. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of um, predicting in the mirror. Mm. So, But what I do is I, I get... I kind of shuffle back and forwards very quickly, like I'm um, yeah. jockeying... Uh, like I'm a defender jockeying a, a, a winger. You know, right. out out to the to, to the byline. Um, yeah. I sort of do that while I predict, and what I do is I get Len to shout out fixtures. Could be any fixture from any club in the right. world, and I also get him to throw things at me. Yeah, and so I've been Just... doing a bit of that, but only over the last two weeks. And really, right. what I should have done is been keeping my hand in throughout the lockdown period. But it was hard. It was confusing. I never knew. If... To be honest, mate, there predict, was a moment where I genuinely faced the prospect that we might never, ever predict again, which mm. is unthinkable. But I, I like how we've done it by stealth there. It just happened naturally, yeah. organically even, because mm. we'd completely forgotten that we predicted on this thing. But there Pure you go, there it is. organic predicting. That's what you get on this show. You yeah. don't get that on any of the other popular football podcasts. You know, your, your mm. uh, football... Football call times or whatever they're football, called. Football water cooler. Football tactics with James Richardson <laughs> and board. all the rest of it. Right. This oh, is this is pure, unadulterated, organic predicting, and that's yeah. our guarantee from to the, you from the guts. Really, yeah, predicting from the guts since two thousand and eighteen. Um, talking about things to predict because there hasn't been much sport on. I've got. Um, I've been watching the Spanish football yesterday and it's on La Liga TV, but some of it's on a channel called Free Sports, mm. which is part of the Premier Sports fucking lineup. Yeah. Yeah, network. So they've got some of that and I had it left on and I put it on this morning and they were showing live European Europa T ten cricket, which sounds exciting, but I think it was in Sweden and it was just some blokes playing on a field next to a road. Cricket in fucking Sweden? <laughs> next to a road. Yeah. Jesus this is Christ. What they've got. And it has looked like someone was filming it through a phone and they were just live streaming it from the side of the pitch. And there's traffic going past the fucking cricket pitch. But, but ultimately, people will watch anything, won't they? I mean, I watched it for a bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how really? many times have you. I mean, there's a bit of. Uh, on the South Circle here in London, there's a stretch of road that goes past some football pitches. And 
like it's very bad for traffic. I've it's one of the main mm. places I find myself sitting in traffic in normal times. And yeah. I now because if I if it's a Saturday or Sunday, I look at my watch and think, Oh, I'll leave now. If any luck I'll get stuck in that nice stretch of traffic that's next to the pitches and I'll have a right <laughs> good watch up. Right? And then you're gutted. Watch, watch, you, watch, watch, I always watch. get a beep. Do you know what I mean? Because I've got yeah. so engrossed in the game, some cunts some like there's two yards for you to move into in front. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck off, dickhead. This is fucking, this Look, is on a... They're any quicker. This, this match is on a fucking knife edge. Aren't you, what, aren't you paying attention? There's about five minutes left. It's fucking 2-1, right? But the other lot have got a fucking penalty. I'm not going anywhere, pal. Not till I've got my money's worth. Yeah, you well, watch there we go. Anything. That's it from this one. Mm. I'm going to go back and watch the end of that uh, that cricket, and then I think they've got Polish Speedway as well. Oh. On uh, <laughs> the best speedway in the world, just isn't it? gets Polish. better and better. Can't beat it. Yeah. Right there we go. That's it. We'll be back with Life Logistics tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everyone, and fuck off. Yeah. God bless. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.